Welcome back into the Coast to Coast podcast. You got Sean Filson right here, Zach Taylor right across from me. We are using our microphone at Zach's house because uh, we can't go to the studio anymore. But right now, Zach, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good. Kind of fucking kind of sore right now, honestly. But you know, what are you sore from? Uh, I just got back in the gym. Oh, I'm actually like kind of dying. The first day, I went and did arms, and I was kind of like, I was like, okay, yeah, like I'll just go kind of light. Nah, there, there was no like going light. I literally like, I'm not even kidding. Like we got to the point where like me and Kevin were like doing like tricep pushdowns, and I had like five pounds, and I like couldn't even like just because I was like so like exhausted from like the other stuff. It's bad, but you know, it'll ramp back up. Sounds fun. Sounds fun. I got a little flag football game in like T minus an hour, less than an hour. Yeah. So uh, you don't need to warm up though. Yeah, I, I'll just I'm the center. I so, think, uh, dude, you definitely don't need to warm up. I though. just I just toss the ball back and, and turn, turn around. around. Yeah, and just, just turn around. Yeah, just in catch. case. Had two touchdowns last game. You're like the catch. You're like the the checkdown guy. Yeah, literally. And Do you block all. anyone? No. You gotta be like, oh my Mike, you be so good. Like he doesn't. He's just like who is it? Darren. He was my quarterback for when we played at Pensacola State. Did uh, you got to be like you know? Are we muted? Oh no, the red means we're not muted. Oh, I got nervous for a second. <laughs> um, you, do you know who I'm talking about? The dude, the big guy from Kepsig, who would like actually try and block. Do you remember coming to like IM games like two years ago? I remember going to him, but I don't remember. He he would this kid. I'm not even, who blocks in five football. I'm pretty sure you can't do that. But you, you know, can, but you have to have your arms behind your back. Oh, yeah. And he looked like a little penguin. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I want to, you gotta be, you gotta be trying to get a little touchdown, honestly. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to block. I'm not trying to block. This isn't is basketball. I'm not no lineman, bro. But speaking of basketball, we had the trade deadline this past week, which was okay. Grade it, grade it individually and then compared to like the past two years. Um, individually. So, if we're gonna do the trade deadline, are we including buyouts? Since those came like right sure. after, I, I'll give you that. I'd I'd say probably an A minus. Really, there I was, was gonna a- give it like, uh, okay, individually, I give it like, I'll give it like a B, but compared to like other years, I think it's pretty good yeah. in comparison to like normal. I mean, there's a lot of guys moving. There wasn't as many like big names per se like if we just saw Kyle Lowry move I, I might give it an A just for the fact that like well, we had 16 trades go down well yeah but I mean like the I guess I guess I'm not counting bio on that in bio like I say individually B include like comparing it to the past like two years I'm gonna give it like A minus so we had 16 trades go down 23 of the 30 NBA teams were involved in these and 46 roster players were moved during this. So 20 new trade exceptions were created with Orlando making the largest with uh, the Evan Fournier deal. I'm so glad they, they <clears throat> went that direction. Hey, I talked about this before. So happy for them. Uh, $7.85 million cash sent out from in six different trades, which is I think it's the second most all-time at a trade deadline. Seven? Seven point eight five million. Okay. Um, Golden State sent out three point eight five, but received considerable luxury tax savings. Blah blah blah. And then Los Angeles, the Clippers sent out four million in the trades to just dive under the luxury tax. The Lou Williams and Mifiondo Kubinjale 
trades. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, we're going to go into them, but I think the Magic absolutely killed it. I was talking to Carbone like a week or probably like a week and a half before trade line. I was like, there's only one way you go through this. You try and get picks for all your guys who are over the age of 10. Um, and your whole point is you re- rebuild around Markel, Jonathan Isaac, and then I'd probably try and keep Bomba if you can. If you can't, then you get the pick for him, whatever. Um, and then from there, you're like, all right, just give me these stupid contracts. I'll take picks with them. Like, you just completely buy into the rebuild, and they did it. So, whether they listen to us or they're just smart. I mean, to be fair, they got John Hammond running the running everything, and I think he's a really good GM. So, Or is he GM or owner? He's GM. I think I saw that's all that's what I thought. So starting off with the first trade, we'll just we'll go through it. We'll give grades for each side of it. I mean, if you have anything else to say other than that, then we can do that. Uh so first trade happened the night before the trade deadline. Sacramento receives DeLon Wright and the Pistons receive Corey Joseph, a twenty twenty one first or second round pick from the Lakers, and a twenty twenty four second round pick from the Sacramento Kings. I love it for the Trailblazers because they're actually the, the playing Kings, good. The Kings. The oh, yeah, Kings, Kings and Pistons. Kings and Pistons. I don't know why I was – you said that, and I was thinking of the Gary Trent trade. Um, I don't know. That one was kind of just like a white for me. I mean, the Pistons are in a weird spot for me because I thought Jeremy Grant was going to get moved, honestly. I don't. I know he's kind of like the only piece they really have, but I'll just give – I'll give C both sides. I mean – it's kind of just meh for me. I think the Pistons did really well just getting picks out of them mm-hmm. because, I mean, getting two second rounders, even though they're the Lakers one's probably going to be in the 50s, late 50s. And then they, I mean, honestly, it could, it could jump a little bit because the Lakers are like LeBron and AD are out. I mean, it could, it could jump into like mid 40s. It's but, still a second rounder no matter what. Yeah. But then the Sacramento second rounder, that one could end up being good because Sacramento's just dookie. No matter what, and you could be, you could get a situation to where you can swap, kind of like how y'all did, swap like a thirty-six and a fifty for like a twenty-eight or something. Team teams love making deals like that, or even even if you move from like whatever, like thirty-six to thirty, get you a late late first rounder or something like that. Like go and like pick your guy. And also, what you can do getting these second rounders is do these exact trades when you're in those when you're in a scenario where you need like a Delon Wright, a guy that could mm-hmm. be your sixth man throw out these two second rounders and mm-hmm. boom, you have a guy that you can use for the future or for that season. Uh, I give it, I give the Pistons a B minus. I feel like they did better in the trade. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the Kings just are trying to wise. do. Yeah. Just getting something out of somebody you weren't like, you didn't need. Didn't matter. There's, they're so bad. It doesn't matter if you have who you have really. Exactly. And Sacramento, I'll give them a C. I mean, they didn't, it, I don't know if it does much. Their two best players are point guards. So getting another point guard is just, I mean, trying to build last year's Thunder team. He's what, 26? DeLon Wright's like 29. Wow, he feels so much younger than me. I know. Is he, did he go in as a, I don't know, continue. He started with the Raptors, then he was in the Marc Gasol trade, going to the Grizzlies. I think I then, lost him in there in the Marc Gasol deal. So next one, Denver receives JaVale McGee. And Cleveland receives Isaiah Hartenstein, a 2023 top 46 protected second rounder from Denver, and a 2027 second rounder from Denver. I love it for Denver. For Denver? Yeah, honestly. I mean, you're giving up 2027 second rounder. That's nothing to me. I mean, I I love, and you can tell me, I, you know me. Yeah, throw throw him a second rounder. 
Throw a second Whatever. Under. Whatever. Okay, and then, like, your other one's a top 46, which that's probably going to convey knowing the Nuggets. Like, they will probably be above 46 um, second-round pick-wise. Um, so, I mean, in my eyes, you're really giving up one second-rounder for JaVale McGee. That's plenty worth it. And you're getting a backup center. Not that, like, you need it with Jokic as in, like, minutes-wise, but I just love the, like, I mean, hey, if the from what it looks like, the Lakers are going just triple big. I mean, I consider LeBron a, a big. So, I mean, the more bigs you have to compete against them and you're taking them away from, let's say, someone like the Clippers and et cetera. Like, I'll give, I'll give Nuggets a – honestly, I'll give them B-plus on that. And then C-plus because you got – I mean, uh, B-minus because you got something for JaVale. I mean – I mean, JaVale wasn't I don't hate, doing I don't anything. Hate either, I honestly don't hate either side. JaVale wasn't doing anything for Cleveland. that He wasn't in their long-term plans, so getting picks out of him. And then Isaiah Hartenstein, who's a young center, I think he's 23-24. I mean, you, you got something out of there. See what you can get out of Hartenstein. Denver hasn't played JaVale yet. They've had, this is their, they're playing in their fourth game right now since the trade, and he is yet to play. So, COVID? no, it's just DNPCD. Coach, de- coach decisions, and yeah. he's not playing. So um, maybe, maybe Lily was just a strategic play. So, so like, I mean, if the Clippers got him, that's a huge move, you know. So it's kind of, it could have just been something like that, like, or like the Clippers, or let's say like the Mavs, or like something like that. Like you know that you know you have to face in the conference finals or in the Western Conference playoffs. Like, yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna give Denver a lower grade because I, I, I have been doing a better. Okay. Trade later on, obviously, but I'm gonna give them like a C minus. Okay. Because I just I don't think Javale's that good. What do you have for the Cavs? I think the Cavs get a B because they See, he I'm wasn't not, playing. He wasn't really long term for either side though. Because if you if you, if let's say what if they what if the Nuggets came out saying like we got him literally just so someone else in the West didn't get him? Does that I just don't see a reason to give up. Two second rounders, even though they're second rounders. Yeah, and Isaiah. Like, I mean, I don't care about Isaiah Hartenstein. That was just you had to get a player out. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you're still playing your rookie Zeke Nanaji over Javale mm-hmm. McGee. Like, I I can I understand it to an extent, but I'd rather get these younger guys playing time. And I just I don't think Javale McGee is. I wouldn't give up two second rounders for for a center. So you get so you're giving a a B. And a C minus. A B for Cleveland and a C minus for Denver. Perfect. All right. Next trade. Boston receives Evan Fournier. Orlando receives Jeff Teague. You and, called that last week, right? I yeah. Say. And two second rounders. I don't I don't know what and the they second were they already released Jeff yet. Teague like immediately. Yeah. So it was just like Yeah, they they didn't announce protections. I assume they're out now, but I, I haven't looked at I them. assume they're just Basic second rounders, basically, or Celtic second rounders. I mean, you got some Aaron Fournier. I like it for. I mean, <laughs> didn't he, didn't he put up like a stupid like? I saw. I think it was like Barstool post. Like he was like super under. He was like over five from three. He was over for ten. Over, yeah, over ten from the field or something like that. Like zero points, thirty five minutes. Like, I mean, if he plays, I guess it works out. I don't. I don't think he has that much like juice left. Really, I just. He could be maybe your sixth man. I I think he can play with Brown and Tatum. I smart. Like I, I, I think he can be on the court yeah. with them. But and he's scoring, so it definitely helps you with having Marcus Smart. So you could kind of run those two together if you want to. But then you're kind of lacking like a very 
good ball handler in my eyes. Like you don't have a, I don't know. Like Tatum is probably your best ball mm-hmm. handler in that line. Unless you're running Pritchard with those two, and then you're kind of small. Then you have, yeah. I don't know. It, it's a weird trade, but I mean, they use their TPE. I would have rather seen them use it on somebody better or someone more on the two players' timeline. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say. I mean, the Celtics probably almost got James Harden at the trade deadline, or they probably almost got Kawhi, yeah. you know? Almost got Joel. I'm going to say a C for. Honestly, I'm giving a C minus to the Celtics because I don't think he's going to do anything. And then I'm going to give. I give Magic an A minus for that. I mean, they got some very Fournier. I mean, I mean they were going to let him so, walk yeah. in the off season. I'm, so. I'm going to do C minus A minus. I'm going to do. I probably just do a C for Boston because I mean Fournier could surprise, There's but I think it's just an average move. Okay. I don't think it does much. And then Orlando, you got two second rounders out of somebody you're going to get let a lot, walk. but I mean, it's kind. It kind of feels like the Javale side for the Cavs. So whatever you gave them is kind of equivalent, you know. Like you're, he's not doing anything for you anyway. So, and you gave them what a B, B. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably give Orlando like a B. Okay. Ish. I I like these teams that are trying to go into like a rebuild type thing or mm-hmm. are in a rebuild. I like them going and getting even if it's second rounders, mm-hmm. move these players that are not going towards your future. Yeah. And that aren't like huge veteran guys, like move them. If they're helping you win too much, move them. Uh, next trade. Or don't play them. Yeah. I or mean, don't play them. If, the rest you, of if you can't move them, just, <laughs> just don't play. Just them. shut them down. Just shut them down. Just shut them down for the season, like Al Horford. Yeah. Next trade, stay in Orlando. We're going Chicago getting Nikola Vucevic and Alfred Camino. Orlando receives Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., 2021 first rounder from Chicago and a 2023 first rounder from Chicago. The 2021 first rounder is top three protected, but it's going to convey. Yeah, but yeah. So. And the, what was it? A 2023 first? First. Is it? What's the it's nothing. No protections no on protections. it? So if Zach Magic Levine, is an A. So Magic get an A for walk. that. Yeah. Mad, 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 the Magic get an A for that because I thought that was, that was going to be like lottery or something protected. Um, so. You you drop Vujovic, who's your best player? You're already trying to tank. Perfect. You got a young guy. I mean, the only bads that I see for the Magic is you got a center. I mean, you already have two bigs already that you kind of like. So it's kind of like a typical Magic move if you think about it. Um, but I mean, I guess they hopefully they won't draft another center anymore. It's got three to choose from now. Uh, or well, whatever you think Jonathan Isaac is. Uh, three bigs. Um, uh, you have Kim Birch. Who actually started over both Mobamba and Wendell Carter Jr. So uh be careful what you say, bud. So I'm going A for Magic again. I mean, you got you got two first for Vooch, honestly. And then Tim, in my eyes, you got two first for Vooch, and then Alfred Alfred you got you Wendell Carter. That that that's how it calculates in my eyes, because I thought Vooch was worth two in the first place. Um so I'm giving Magic that might be an A plus. I mean, I don't love Wendell Carter, so I I guess I'll bring it down to maybe like an A. I think Magic are going to get an A for everything they do. So I'm going to give them an A. And then for the Bulls, like... Altogether, the Magic will get an A+. Plus. Well, this but, this is the best move they made, I think. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. So, and then we have... Um, for the Bulls side, you got Vooch. Alfred News, nothing to me. And then they gained... Cat, or the, they, they took on money, right? To make that trade? Yeah. 
They took on just like it was just a little. It wasn't mm-hmm. much because Vooch and Otto Porter made about the same amount, and then okay. Aminu. I think he makes like four million more than uh, than Wendell Carter. Oh, I got another reason why I like it for the Magic is because Vucevic and Otto Porter's contract. Because I looked this up when I saw the move. Vucevic, Vucevic has three years. Otto Porter has one. So it's like it's like hey, not only did we drop like length of contract, we also can just get rid of this guy after this year and use clear up cast space. So definitely an A for the Magic and Bulls. I'm I, don't, I don't think that team's that good though. I'd like does does Vooch and does Vooch and Zach Levine get you second round? Probably yeah, maybe could with how bad the East is after maybe. those top three teams. I mean, you could end up in the four spot. I'm giving them. I'm giving them a B plus because I like the fact they made a move. Yeah. I'll do that because I think they have to do something. And thinking about it, Chicago is technically a large market team, mm-hmm. so they can go out. This is this could be their second star. And like they could can, they could swap like Kobe White and a few other things, and really, like I think can, I think Kobe White's a, worth a good bit to be honest. Like. I, de- I definitely like the move for both teams. I think Orlando gets a little bit higher of a grade in my eyes because mm-hmm. they cumulative, they had the best trade deadline. For sure. But with just this trade, I'm I'm gonna say they're they're definitely the winner okay. of the trade. But it's all gonna come down to how Window Carter plays. Like yeah. if he becomes like a what about the, starting what about the level center. First? What about the two first that are like guaranteed? I mean, they're guaranteed, but if they're just going to end up being like into the lottery, I don't think that's much. But it's definitely a good move for both sides. Mm -hmm. I give Chicago a B plus, and I give I'll give Orlando or yeah Orlando like an A minus. I think it was a lot closer than I thought it would be. But um, what's the next one you got? Staying with Chicago, most of these trade and. Boston re-enters themselves. Most of these trades were just like the same teams over and over. Mm-hmm. But this one is a three-team trade. Washington gets Chandler Hutchison and Daniel Gafford, okay. both of them coming from the Bulls. Yeah. Chicago receives Troy Brown Jr., Daniel Tice, and Javante Green. Troy Brown Jr. coming from Washington and Tice and Green both Javante coming from Boston. Green? Javante. Okay, I was like. And Boston receives Mo Wagner and Luke Cornett. This kind of just, it kind of just felt like a like three teams just kind of moving people who fit the best. Like, well, it, let me tell you, Boston got under the luxury tax for this. I got moved by them. So, I, I didn't know they actually cleared that much space for them. Well, it's because they took on Evan Fournier and then they dropped enough Tice. with Daniel Tice okay. to where they're not in the luxury tax. So, technically, it's a really good move for so them on that, that part. Does that also mean they're buying into Robert Williams? He is their starting center right now. The boy. So they got honestly like this one was kind of like a wipe for me. I I guess I would give the Magic or not the Magic the um the Celtics the highest grade because they just because they seem to have like gotten under the cap. I didn't know this this trade got them under the cap. So I'll just give them a B minus or I'll give them a B. Other two teams a B minus just because like I, I I like the move for everyone just for the fact that. You're just making moves for pieces that fit your team better. So everyone was just kind of like, here's my bummy second round pick. Let me get your bummy second round pick. Literally. So I'll yeah, do, I'll do B and B minus minus. I'm going, I'm going with the same, same exact score as you. Perfect. Next trade. Back to Denver. 
or back to Orlando. Okay. Going to Denver, we got Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark. Beautiful. Orlando receives Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a 2025 top five protected first rounder from Denver, which technically this one will not convey. This pick will not convey until two years after Denver conveys their pick to the Thunder. The the Nuggets have their pick going to the Thunder in 2023, but it's top 14 protected. So as long as it's not in the lottery, then this pick will go out just as it says in 2025. But if not, then mm-hmm. it just two years after they convey it to the Thunder. So this is this might have been my favorite trade for the for the day. Just because in in my eyes, like Gary Harris was your weakest starter. Uh, I don't want to say weakest, but like I don't think he brought enough to like warrant keeping him with options out there and having his value high enough to where you can get things for him. So I like it on the magic side because you're picking up a 26 year old guard who's in my eyes is pretty pretty established. Like you know what you're getting with Gary Harris. You know he's a pretty like. He's a pretty good locker room presence as well because Mike Malone, mm-hmm. the Nuggets coach, came out and he was like, it sucks losing Gary because he's one of the biggest reasons why our culture here is so good. Love to see that. So, love to hear that, honestly, that, for the Magic. You love to that hear that. For the Magic is amazing. Love to hear that. Um, but yeah, you're getting a 26-year-old. You're also getting a flyer on a young guy in RJ Hampton, and you're getting the pick, which you'll you'll see it someday. And then it is, does it eventually convey into an unprotected? I mean, it's top five protected, so it's not. So it'll just continuously be top five. I I think it goes top five, top three, then unprotected. Okay. So like the latest they'll get is like 2025. Or it would be 2020s. It it all just comes down to when the Thunder pick conveys because this pick is technically 2025. Okay. So if it doesn't convey then, then blah, blah, blah. It could go all the way down to like 2029, technically. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Gary, they're getting Gary Harris, a young guy, young guard. Who, if they're really bought into Marco Fultz, I kind of think they fit. Pre- they're kind of like a little, kind of pretty good scoring guard duo right there. Not great on defense, but I mean, they're both pretty athletic guys. Kind of smaller though. Um, well, Gary's like six. Four, he's like six four. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Um, and Marco Fultz is like six three, so they're pretty close. And then. For the Nuggets side, you're picking up Aaron Gordon. That's a dub. Like you replaces Jeremy Grant. Replace not I replaces might, might what even you be an miss. improvement on Jeremy Grant just for like athleticism. Uh, I okay. Defensively, Jeremy Grant is so much more versatile, but <laughs> I, offensively, it might add more because Aaron Gordon can handle the ball. And you didn't give up Michael Porter in this trade. You didn't have to give up Michael Porter in, in any of these deals or any of these deals for the Nuggets, which I think is amazing. Because I think Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter kind of go together pretty well, even if like, even though like they both they both in my eyes like aren't very good at defense. They're both just pretty athletic enough to where like you'll kind of be like, yeah, they're on the bench, whatever. I think it'd be fun. So I'm gonna give. I think I might go A for both. Yeah, I'm gonna I go. Think- I'm gonna go A plus for Orlando. Honestly, okay. I think that's my favorite trade that any team has made today. Or not today, but at the trade deadline, because you're giving up somebody, but mm-hmm. you basically get two first round picks in mm-hmm. Gary Harris, who is a great locker room player. Because RJ Hampton was top twenty pick in this past draft, so I'll I'll take that anytime. Um, next trade: Miami gets Nemanja Bialicia, and the Sacramento Kings receive Mo Harkless and Chris Silva. 
I don't want to spend too long on this one. Cool. You got a you got like a replacement for Myers Leonard, the racist, who CC. is not going to get another grade. C's all around. C's all around. Next trade. Oklahoma City receives Tony Bradley, Austin Rivers, who was waived. 2025 second rounder from Philly, 2026 second rounder from Philly. Philadelphia receives George Hill, Ignace Brasdakis, and New York receives Terrence Ferguson and Vincent Poirier, who both got waived. Yeah, I got two second rounders for George Hill. I mean, I'll take it. I mean, I guess racking up more second rounders. I don't think second rounders from Philly really have very much value to me. I mean, I guess in they're 2025 they're, and 2026. So I guess you're kind of banking could, like, but yeah. again, it's still a pick. It's like these picks. Still you, pick. You got George Hill for them. In the future, when the Thunder need to quote unquote use them, mm-hmm. they could trade these exact same picks for a player like George Hill, and that could be a championship changing move. I was like your banner on Twitter. I hate you. That was funny, wasn't it? The Joel Embiid tweet. I've seen enough built around Tony Bradley. Jesus. That's what Joel Embiid quoted. That's what Joel Embiid said. Um, I'll get okay. I actually, I actually really like it for the 76ers. You end up two second runners. Me as well. You're gonna guard who? Uh, George Hill really fits on every team. Like we said, we we say that a lot about a few few people, and he is one of those people. Um, I'm I'm honestly giving 76ers an A. Tony Bradley's nothing to me. Two second runners, meh. You you might need him later on, but like in, in this, in this 76ers really eyes, George Hill is worth more than what they gave up. Oh yeah, and, and in the and Thunder's I, eyes. I, I thought they were y'all were gonna. I thought the Thunder were gonna get like a first, maybe a first and a second for George Hill. Honestly, I mean, I think no. This, I'm saying like Thunder's got a deal. By oh no, for sure. That, yeah. I think that the Thunder were more inclined to do this trade because it helps a team in the other conference where the other teams that were chasing it were like the chasing George Hill were like the Clippers. Mm, you kind of chose what team to feed. Yeah, and the Thunder are doing their most to help out these players get to the places they want to go. Mm-hmm. And everything that was received in this deal between the Thunder and the 76ers, they feel what they got is more valuable to them than the thing that they sent out. Okay. George Hill is more valuable to the 76ers, and those second-rounders and Tony Bradley are more valuable to the Thunder. I'll go – honestly, I'll go A-plus for 76ers. And I'll go. The Knicks don't even get a grade. Then they wave. They wave both people. Right? They wave both people. Knicks so they just got two open roster spots. Knicks are. Oh, they also got a first or a second rounder. I forgot to add that. Y'all from Philly. From, uh, so Philly okay. sent down three second rounders. That's, that's Sorry. a B. Yeah, yeah, free B, I guess. And then uh, I'll give the Thunder like B plus. You were you didn't really care about George Hill anyway, so I just wanted him out of there so that you know they could let Lou Dort play more. I mean, George Hill was injured, but it lowers the floor. So Mm -hmm. that's all that was needed for the Thunder. I get OKC. I mean, it doesn't hurt them. It doesn't help them that much. You get a B, B plus. Okay. 76ers, you get an A. Just straight A. New York, I mean, you're below the salary floor. So this trade was just to open up roster spots, Mm. depending on what you do with them. You Don't you could, pay a tax if you're too far below that? No, you just split whatever. So say the floor is $90 million, you're at $85 million. You split that $5 million between everybody on your roster. That's what it is. Okay. Which, uh, I knew I that mean, I knew you get like some kind of hit for it, but I mean, they I mean, can, they you're going to pay, pay it either way. You just pay it to your players and give them a bonus, basically. 
Why not? RJ Barrett, like, let me see. The Thunder are also below the salary floor. That's why I know this. Lou Dort about to get that check. Well, I mean, five million split between seventeen people. I don't care. I mean, you're getting. Give me, give me one seventeenth of that. <laughs> hey, I wish. Next trade: Portland gets Norman Powell. Toronto receives Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. Well, this this is the trade I was thinking of when we talked about the first one. I love it for Portland. Portland's actually playing really good. Well, Dame is playing really good without CJ, without Nurkic. Do we have dates or even estimates on when they're coming back? Uh, CJ's back. Nurkic said he was going to play this past Friday, so I assume he's back. I assume their whole team's That's healthy. an A. That's an A for Also, me. Norman Powell scored like 26 in his uh, debut. I, th- but, I think Norman Powell's pretty underrated. But Norman Powell also... When they played Toronto, like oh yeah, he lined after, up. Wrong, he lined right? up yeah. on Toronto's <laughs> side. He was like, "Oh, oh wait, oh. I'm not on this team anymore." My bad, my bad, y'all. So that's pretty funny. I like Norman Powell. He's that a funny guy. Um, funny thing about this trade: there's only three players in the NBA named Gary. All three of them got traded in on that day. <laughs> that's funny. So pretty, pretty crazy. Pretty funny. A bunch of juniors. All right, so I'm going to give Trailblazers Trail Blazers get an A. Oh, give me an A minus just because. Well, actually, give me a, give me an A minus just because I think Gary Trent was adding, actually adding a lot to them scoring wise. And, and don't forget Rodney Hood, your boy from Duke. And Rodney Hood, Dukey boy, Duke legend. Uh, uh, Raptors. I wish they got a younger guy, Gary Trent. I mean, he's pretty young, but like I wanted like. But he's also entering restricted free agency. Which I don't love. I wish they got picks, but so I'm gonna go. Uh, what did I say? Portland A minus Raptors B. Uh, I mean, I think Portland got the better player, and he's also going to be entering unrestricted free agency this offseason. So that's something to watch out for because I don't know if you can pay Dame, CJ, Nurkic, and him. So they'll figure it out. Hopefully they do. <laughs> Next trade. Very small trade. Utah receives Matt Thomas, sharpshooter from Toronto, and Toronto receives a second rounder from Utah. Wipe. Congratulations. You both get C's. That's a wipe. I don't think Matt Thomas plays much. If he does, he's just a shooter. And Toronto getting a second for it. I mean, good job. That's, I mean, you get a second rounder for a guy you won't play who's 26 years old, doesn't fit your timeline. Good move, but it's not going to do much for me. Next trade. Lou Williams, two second rounders for Rajon Rondo. This was so stupid. I saw this notification and I was like, do the do the Clippers think this is an upgrade? They're hoping that it's playoff Rondo or care. that he stabilizes. I don't Lou know. Lou Williams is literally like at some points your best scorer. I think they feel they have enough scoring in PG. In PG, Marcus Morris, Kawhi, I, th- I think that's what they feel. Marcus Morris is giving the Bucks buckets yesterday. Also, you know the Clippers are the best three-point shooting team in the league? What rating are they in, like, number of three-pointers taken? I, I don't know that I'm going to say. I know that they're the best percentage three-point shooting team in the league, which, I mean, adding Rondo to a team of the best three-point shooters, I mean, that's I feel like that's a W in that aspect. But then Atlanta, how much does Lou will take credit for that? Though also, I, I think he was that? actually shooting one of the worst percentages on the team. Dang. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but um, what do you? What do you? I I, I don't think understand I think, the the 
I mean, I like get Atlanta that. I get getting picks two. Part. Okay, here's here's another thing that helps the Clippers in my eyes. So, since they're an over the tax team, then Lou Williams entering free agency. That's you're probably going to have to lose him for nothing. But you get Rondo, who has an extra year on his deal, mm-hmm. so you can use him in another trade this coming off season in the draft in something. You can put your pick because this is one of the only years the Clippers have a pick. They can package Rondo in a pick to go out and get somebody if they want to trade him. Mm-hmm. So that definitely helps them in other than the player for player swap. I mean, I like it for the Hawks to get picks for Rondo. Yeah. I could care less about Lou Will on that team. I think he's kind of toxic, but going home, baby. Did you see the thing about him going to like all the strip clubs in Atlanta? Yeah. Lemon pepper Lou. I'm gonna give uh I'm gonna give the Hawks a B plus because you got picks for Rondo. Rondo's not really anything to me. I guess we thought he was like a mentor kind of aspect. Uh, didn't know hear anything about that all season, so I don't know. Um, for the Clippers, they they gotta get like a C. They got maybe a C minus. I like it. I dig it. Next trade: Sacramento receives Terrence Davis, and Toronto receives another second rounder. <clears throat> what I don't like about this: Wait, Who got the second rounder? Toronto. From Sacramento. Solid pick. Um, Toronto, Terrence Davis literally got all rookie team over Lou Dort last year. So uh, now you're getting traded for a single second rounder. So uh, screw you. You both get uh, F minuses. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, next trade, Dallas. You get JJ Redick and Nicola Melli for James Johnson, Wesley Iwundu, and a second rounder from Dallas. To Jaredic is the only part that matters in that to me. And he's injured for the foreseeable future with a heel contusion. So what are they going to get out of him? I think it's great for Luca. Just You're to, also just, just to, adding like, him. Talk to him? I mean, just have a shooter I guess. when he does come when back. He does, yeah, when he does come back. And be a mentor for the guys on the team. Yeah. And, and they bring can, J.J. They can Redick be, back to the playoffs. They can be on J.J. Redick's, you know. Podcast. Podcast, yeah. Woo. Um, adding, I don't, I don't adding two more white guys to a very white team. What's your grade for? Uh, I'll give Dallas. Th- I don't think this hurts them at all. B plus. Oh yeah. Oh, was it James, James Johnson has played awful this season. Oh yeah. I thought I really before the season. I think we talked about this. I thought James Johnson was going to be a huge pickup, and then I won't do nothing to me. And you got JJ Redick, so that's a win. Um, I don't know. I don't want to give a grade to this, and the Mavs won it though. All right. So three more trades. I'm just going to combine two of them, and then we can go into the last one. So Golden State drops both Marquise Chris and Brad Wanamaker. Chris going to San Antonio, getting waived, and Charlotte getting Brad Wanamaker, and it was just cash considerations going to Golden State in this. Gets them out of the luxury tax. So what do we think about this? Or not get them out. They're still in the luxury tax. I'm sorry. They're closer. But – they, I mean, four dollars for every dollar. I mean, you trade out, I and you got it, money. I think it was like six million, so like twenty-four million in all that you're, or yeah. not. It'd be like thirty million in all that you're saving, plus you're getting money in it. Hmm. I mean, I guess I like it for the Hornets the most because you he, just paid. And, I mean, anytime you buy a player, I think is an upgrade. So, especially since Lamelo went out, I mean, yeah. maybe. 
Maybe he plays it all. I'll give them both Bs, honestly. I mean, you're saving money. You bought a player for free. Yep. Last trade. Actually, it technically wasn't the last trade, but our last trade. We are going to the Miami Heat getting the player that everybody thought they were going to get for years. I did call it. Victor Oladipo going to Miami for the superstar package of Avery Bradley, Kelly Olenek, and a 2022 first-round swap. So, Houston got nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. Okay, Houston went from getting... We talked about this. Went from getting... Oh, no, no, no. They could have taken Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, and they could have kept their second rounder. But instead, they were like, okay, Cleveland, you can have Jared Allen. Okay, Indiana, we'll give you Karis LeVert and a second round pick for Victor Oladipo. And then you get a 2022 first round pick swap, which you're not going to get. I mean, you're going to have a worse record than Miami. Wait, is 2022... Okay, is that they they that's the same year they have it's like the three ways pick swap between like Thunder No, that's Rockets. This year. Oh, I thought I thought they swapped a pick that was already gonna be swapped. You know what I mean? So like they went from like okay, like the Thunder get the number one choice and then those two get like two and three, and then they're like, Okay, you can have the second one, we'll take the third best one. That's what well, I thought that was at first. Well, this year the Thunder get the two best ones and then the Rockets just get the worst. But I in my head I was like it was like these idiots just swapped. Okay, we're gonna we're both we're both of us aren't getting the best pick, but you can have the second best one, and I'll take the third best one. That's what I thought at first it was. So technically, what Houston gets out of this is they get the better of the Nets and the Miami pick. I might nothing. go from twenty-seven to twenty-five. Nothing. They got um, nothing. Miami gets Victor Oladipo. Who they're boy, they were we kind of speculated they were gonna get him in the offseason anyway, so it's kind of just like you give up nothing for him. The thing I'm worried about is he's about to enter free agency. He's been shooting the Rockets out of games, hasn't looked good at all. Is he gonna buy into the culture or is he gonna be like, Okay, I need to go get mine. I'm about to be a free agent. I need to show off. I need to show y'all that I deserve another contract or show other teams. Like that's something I worry about, and mm-hmm. him doing it with the Rockets, basically pulling uh, James Harden, what mm-hmm. James Harden did earlier in the season, that's what worries me with him. Yeah, I mean, I think I mentioned it last week about how like it almost like it almost feels like he fits like a little too good with Miami's culture. Like something's gonna go wrong. I don't know. I think I mean obviously Miami gets the best player. They got him basically for nothing. Okay. I mean. Basically, 20 point per game score. I just don't think he's going to change that much. I, I, I would have rather just waited. And then if you if you know you can win him over in the offseason, then it's like, okay, he's going to buy in. You know, I mean, this way you give up nothing. So well, yeah, I'm not but, worried about that. Yeah. But I mean, getting him into the culture earlier could help, you know, is giving up nothing. If they would have given up like a Duncan Robinson or a Kendrick yeah. Nunn, I would have. And you're getting, Honestly, the Rockets might have won that trade. And you're but, giving him like playoff experience this year, this season, probably too. Yeah, so. I, I I see a couple reasons why both teams did it, but I mean, it's not not a huge deal. What was your favorite trade of the day? It's definitely Aaron Gordon, Gary Harris. Yeah, I think two biggest names moving. Both teams did great in it. I or I do like the Portland move too. 
I think Norm Powell is actually going to do a lot for that team. Let me let me let me go through one more time and make sure I choose the right one. I think mine might be the Delon Wright Corey. No, I'm just kidding. No, I I think I like the Vucevic trade. Okay, for both teams, I I like almost every single one of the Orlando trades, which they get best team of best team trades of the day for sure. And then I think 76ers are a close second, even though they only made one trade. I think they got George Hill for two seconds. Yeah. And then worst team, Houston Rockets, mm. getting nothing. Yeah, yeah, probably. I honestly might say Boston is pretty low because Fournier for your entire. And then trading away Daniel Tice, who's been a great player for you for basically nothing. I get it was to get you under the luxury tax, but still, like, he's a contributing player. Mm-hmm. But I was going to wrap it up for this episode of the Coast to Coast podcast. Zach, you have anything else to say? That's all I got. Good luck tonight. All right. We're out. Later.